0: I'm Brennan C. Adams, and on today's show, we have Brett D. Scott, who is a Superman. That literally is his thing. He dresses as Superman. Everything around his brand is Superman because he's learned how to become a Superman in his own life. Brett takes us back down memory lane of where he grew up, the struggles he had as a kid and going through high school, how he overcame them, and then how his life changed. He got on to listening to Bob Proctor's work, and what that did for him is change everything. It changed how he thought. It changed how he looked at life, and it led him to working with Bob Proctor and selling his programs and then going on to becoming a coach himself. So in this podcast show, you're going to, for one, learn three things that hold people back, three main things that may be holding you back. And Brett goes through how you can overcome them and how he's overcome them in his own life. We also talk about Brett actually went through my mastermind program, my video marketing mastermind program, and Brett shared in terms of how video content has helped him in his life. we talked about the importance of video content, creating regular video content. He shares some wins in terms of all the video content he was putting out to the world how it's impacted his life how it's helped him think differently and how he communicates his message we even talk about different viners and how youtubers and viners how in terms of they converted their abilities in front of the camera in ways that get people's attention and how they built their subscribership and we talk about how you got to be really to the point and create content that gets people's attention and, and then Brett leaves us with some great words of wisdom. You're going to like this episode. Brett's an amazing guy. He had a lot of success in my 90-day video marketing mastermind. And he actually, one of the tasks we had was to get on as many podcast shows in a week's time. And he got on 13 in a matter of a week. And so the prize was him coming on my show. So really excited for Brett, everything he's doing If you want to learn more in terms of how you can be a part of the mastermind, you can go to BrandonT.Adams.com forward slash mastermind. That's BrandonT.Adams.com forward slash mastermind. Okay, let's jump right into it with Brett D. Scott. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. I'm sitting here today with my buddy, Brett D. Scott, who is an amazing coach. He's been a friend of mine. He was a part of my mastermind, just somebody I really look up to and everything he's doing. I'm excited to jump into his story, but Brett, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Thank you, sir. Uh, Yeah, really appreciate the introduction and I'm super, no pun intended, super excited to be here
0: and uh, yeah,
1: definitely ready to share whatever you want to hear. Um, you know me. Um, maybe I share too much sometimes, but, you know, I'm an open book.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to jump right into it. I want to go to the beginning, Brad. I want to jump back in time about what your childhood was like. Tell me about your childhood, where you grew up and what it was like for you.
1: Uh, well, I moved around a lot. So um, if you haven't figured out the accent just yet, it is Australian, and uh, I am originally from Melbourne in Australia, which some people might know because <laughs> the lockdown was talked about quite a lot in Melbourne. Um, we moved a lot, so we moved a lot in Melbourne. In fact, in Melbourne, um, I went to five different primary schools, which is a lot for a little kid, right? Um, but yeah. I still seem to adapt. Still, still seem to adapt. Um, and when I moved to Perth, I actually skipped a year as well, which wasn't easy. <laughs> in fact. I had to do extra, extra classes. Um, And uh, so I went to two different primary schools in Perth because a new one opened up closer to where I was living. And then I went to one high school in Perth. And Brandon may be asking me this question because when I moved from primary school to high school, um, I had an incident. And I had an incident where a group of friends that I had moved from primary school to high school with uh, all pulled me aside one day and uh, very, very honestly said to me, they no longer want to be my friend. And uh, and when I asked them why, they said, because you're too much of a goody two-shoes, as in um, <laughs> I was too honest, as in I would, uh, you know, if someone said something, I would, you know, say it and I would yeah. let people know if something had been said, which apparently isn't the way things, right? And so they decided, that's it. I'm not one of the crew and, uh, and dumped me. And as you, I think, what was it, Probably 13, 12 or 13 at the time. Um, and as you can imagine, at, you know, puberty going into that, um, that age, uh, it, you know, and obviously I wasn't, you know, consciously thinking about it back then, but when I look back at it, I know that I made some very significant changes. In fact, I went to rebellious stage uh, you know, got myself a skateboard, got myself another crew. We actually had ghetto glasses on our shoulders. It was the 80s, by the way. Yeah. Um, I may not look it, but I, I do have a few years on, uh, on Brandon. And uh, oh, I do look it, I'm sure, compared to you. <laughs> you actually look like Superman. Um, and, you know, so I had this crew. We we'll listened to Public Enemy and Run DMC. You know, I was... <laughs> going down a path. And, and when I ended up moving back to Melbourne and uh, the school, the high school I was at in Perth was, was quite strict. You know, if you weren't wearing a uniform, you know, you'd be pulled to the principal's office, which is kind of what I needed. And I moved to Melbourne and it was a very relaxed school. And uh, in fact, they would say it's like university here. You, If you want to come and learn, you you learn. And if you don't, you just, you don't. And I took that as like, oh, cool. Well, I'm going to go skateboarding then, right? And and all the other, you know, not so productive things. And got to a point where uh, halfway or three quarters through the year, the principal pulled me into the office and said, uh, it was year 10, by the way, which is two years from finishing. She said, Brett, uh, your attendance is (laughs) atrocious. And if you want to pass and if you don't want to repeat year 10, you're going to have to... Not have any days missed and you're going to have to increase your grades to an a b student well i did i did every single day right because i got the you know you got to do it so i went well i'm not repeating year ten. yeah i'm not repeating your 10 and in fact um i actually bec- i actually won um most improved i got an a i got an a uh a level and yeah. uh yeah, and, you know, and it was, it was great and actually I won this award to go to this uh, special camp where a lot of the elite schools would go and most public schools didn't, um, didn't go because it was expensive and I got a free invite to go. I'm thinking, wow, I won. Well, let me tell you, it was like literally like boot camp, 4 a.m. wake-ups, run, you know, do all these different exercises. I was like, what the hell have I signed up for? This isn't a prize. This is like torture. But um, I rang my mum, as you do, at 14 years of age, and said, I'm in hell, you know, like get me out of here. And she said to me, "Um, look, if you can just hold off uh, one more day, just see how it goes the following day. If it feels the same, ring me up. I'll come and pick you up. Well, the next day I did ring her and I said, it's okay. And... I, I, you know, as you do, I I assimilated. Now, at the end of that, um, I think it was two weeks, the end end of that period, um, I had, (laughs) these aren't real, I had abs. I came third in the cross country out of over 100 boys um, because it was all boys. And uh, and I, I loved it, right? Because as we know, as I know you know, when you push through the pain, when you actually, you know, there's a certain point, there's a certain threshold when you get over it. You know, not that you get comfortable, but you, you kind of go, okay, this is how it is. And this is yeah. what i got to do. And you're pushing beyond limits. And the only limits we've got are our own.
0: So, you had it's interesting because you look back in time, I asked that because you look and see how, as a child or adolescent, you, the things that happen in your life, like the time when you got, the, the person said to you, we don't want you to be our friend anymore, you're goody two-shoe. And then you became rebellious. rebellious. How did that? Those things that happened, you go into your life further in terms of how you did things, how you looked at life, how you performed in terms of your success. What did that give you for in terms of traits and how you looked at life?
1: You know, it's a great question. I actually haven't really thought about that, so I'm glad you're asking. <laughs> I'm going to think about this even deeper once we get off the once we get off the podcast. And for me, um, I've always like from. You know from probably 15 16 i've always been striving to achieve um but actually now that i think about it i repeated uh year 11 as in i was going to one school (laughs) remember i mentioned i got better at this summer camp i got better in my uh, year 10 and completed it went to year 11 and got into my old paradigm you know doing a bunch of things i shouldn't do got got offered to be expelled or to, you know, you can go and get a job. Um, well, I took the go and get a job part rather than getting expelled. Um, and the reason I bring that up is I went back to do year 11 and at a different school. The school actually I went to where I did year 10. And the first term I, I had been uh, swimming. I'd been doing a lot of swimming and I was actually getting really good at it. And I became the swimming captain. I won every event in my 100-metre, uh, you know, 200-metre, whatever the yeah. <laughs> whatever the lengths are, I won them all. And then I had to go to interschool. And I freaked out. And I quit school because I was actually being... Uh, and another part of the story, we won't dig into this 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 particular one. It's a whole other conversation. But I used to run promotional nights at nightclubs at the age of 15, 16 years of age. And at 16, when I was back doing year 11 for the second time, um, I was offered to go back and it was paying really good money. And, of course, you know, a young person partying, who doesn't want to get paid to party, right? Um, yeah. That was my excuse. So I was achieving some really good success. My grades were doing really well. But I freaked out. And and now that I look back at it, now that I think about it, um, this is what's happened to me every single time. I've always been driven to succeed. So thinking about the <laughs> what happened in the past, yeah, there's... There's a certain point where I get to a level, and I find a way to go. I, I find a way to give up. I find a way to quit. You know, it's the only way we fail, right? So
0: you, you make an excuse. Fail. You give yourself a reason to quit, to to give up, and you kind of make it up in your own mind. At, at what point in your life did you finally say, "I'm not going to give up anymore. I'm actually going to go do it"?
1: Uh, I'm laughing because. You know, it's embarrassing, but I'm, I'm owning it, right? You know, I own it. Um, it took me until November of 2018, not long ago, you know, yeah. less than three years ago, right? And um, I own it because when I, when I finally realized I was going to be successful, I was no longer going to accept any excuses. And and I know we've spoken about it before in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, which we love. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Bible, it's a Bible for many of us, and I quote from it all the time. I remember the first time I properly listened to it. I had the book on my shelf for 20 years, literally the same copy that's on my desk just over here. And it had a, a bookmark in it in the introduction. I hadn't even got past the introduction. When I finally listened to it, because I didn't, I had a <laughs> I had that um, excuse. Oh, I'm not good at reading. Yeah. How am I going to read it? I'm not good at reading. We listen to it. Listen to it. So I did. First time I listened to it, I remember Napoleon running through all these different alibis that we give ourselves. And I remember yeah. saying to myself or saying to Napoleon, hang on a minute. Some of these are actually really good excuses. Accept those. You know, and I'm sure Napoleon would have answered me back and said, Yeah, that's the point. What are you willing to accept? Right? And you know it as a coach. Like, what are you willing to accept? they're all good excuses. Yes. And that's the point is like, when are you going to give up on your excuses? And for me, it was November of 2018, you know, sure. I'm not perfect. There's probably moments, probably moments with you where, you know, I still need a kick in the backside. Um, but I'm the first one to give it to myself. and the first one to accept it.
0: So what, what were you doing for your professional life at that point in your life? What was it that you were doing in that moment? Like tell me exactly the day and moment where you realized I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to change. Where were you and what were you doing? Um,
1: I can't tell you the exact day, but it was November. It was a weekday because I was driving to work. So uh, at the time, my drive to work was about an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, I, was, I was going to open a new gym and I was helping run another gym. So I was in fitness, personal trainer uh, and gym manager. So I was going to open a new gym. I'd been running another gym for four years, and I I stopped that to go and do a new one because I felt like I, you know, not challenged, needs something. And uh, and I'm listening to Bob Proctor. If anyone knows who he is, definitely one of the most influential people when it comes to uh, when it comes to mindset and changing and transformation. And I'd I'd listened to this guy for thirteen years. I had a discussion with someone about this yesterday. I'd listened to the guy for 13 years. Was I applying anything that I loved that I heard him say? No. Right? And and part of that was because I had poor habitual behavior. So the day I was driving, let's just call it Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday I'm driving, right? And I'm listening to Bob preaching. He's got a he has an event called the Paradigm Shift, and he was preaching through my phone or through my speakers in my car. And I'm driving. And whatever he said, I can't remember the exact words, but I'm sure it was something like, "You two can, you two can live this life." And he was literally yelling, and I started to cry, like tears are streaming down my face, but with joy, like joyful tears. And mm-hmm. I haven't told you the, well, I haven't told your listeners the, the first time that I cried, which I was 39, it took me 39 years to finally cry as a man, right? And wow. then this is the second time. But this is a positive one. And I remember thinking, what the hell is going on? I remember in my head I heard, oh, my God, literally these words, oh, my God, you're going to be successful this time. Boom, right? And if anyone knows what I'm talking about, it's called an emotional impact. So whenever you're having a release, whenever you're, and usually, unfortunately, it's usually a negative situation and you have a positive thought in your mind, it gets stored as a subconscious belief. And I needed it, like I really needed it. Remember, I mentioned all these times I'd reach a certain level and I'd find a way to listen to the excuse and I'd give up, I'd quit. The only way we really fail, quit. And this time, I knew. And from that, literally from that day on, every single day, I have not missed a day of gratitude. I've not missed a day of sending love to people. Um, you know, and then I've added to it. And I've added meditation. I've added uh, numerous things. And You know, and the the beautiful part of it is, uh, you know, I I started to invest, started to really invest in myself. Um, You know it. Yeah. Um, You know, because I wasn't doing that before. And it was one of the big missing ingredients was actually I was always, you know, maybe it's typical male, always thinking, oh, I'll figure it out. You know, like I don't need anyone to really show me or help me. And, you know, I'm not going to pay someone to do that. Like, Cause you just don't know. Right. But I promise anyone that's listening, if you haven't got a coach or a mentor or a guide, or you haven't invested in a program that has someone keeping you accountable,
0: it's a game changer. So what, so that happened to you and you, your life changed. What, what did you jump into then? Because you, you were doing with this stuff for the gym, but like, what, what career did you jump into right away?
1: You know, um, it was interesting. There was, a, there was a few transitions that were happening work-wise because uh, when I, I, okay, I went, you know what? I can't just keep listening to these amazing, I can't keep going just to workshops and listening to audio and, and you know, reading stuff on the internet. I need to actually invest in a program. And I really loved what Bob was spooking, and I really wanted to do one. And I knew it was going to cost around $10,000 and I was like, my, my current reality definitely wasn't showing any way of me being able to do it, right? But yeah. did I desire it? Did I want it? 100%. So the beautiful thing that happened was um, I actually got really frustrated. <laughs> got really, I haven't told you this, but I got really annoyed with someone from Bob's office mm-hmm. who basically was selling me in, right? Selling me in. And why I say that because <laughs> I don't mind being sold in if you – have built some rapport if you know what I want. This guy didn't know what I want. So I got really frustrated, right? And I wrote out this big, long-winded email to Bob. By the way, I didn't know Bob's email at that point. (laughs) So I wrote out this big, long-winded email. And after I finished it, I went,
0: that that felt good. Feel better, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's cathartic. And I looked at it and I said, do I need to send it? And well, I don't even know if that's Bob's email. Delete. Now, the interesting part to that is I did send it. And you might think, what, did you accidentally send it? No, I didn't physically send it, I energetically sent it. Because what happened was, who, who answered it, was a man in the UK, a young man, and his name is Marcus Edge. And he's a good friend of mine now. And he messaged me on Instagram. Now I know you love Instagram. No one to this day, still, Two and a half years later, no one to this day has, has hit me up on Instagram saying, hey, noticed you're like Bob Proctor. What's your favourite quote? What's this? What's that? asked me really good questions. Conversing. Not selling, right? And I was like, at the end of two days, I was like, hey, Marcus, what are you selling? Because I actually might be interested. Like I was like, are you going to actually pitch me something? Like I was actually excited. I was like, I really like this. What do you got? And he said, oh. Oh, he goes, no, I'm not selling anything. However, I work with one of Bob's top coaches and I was trying to work out and he said, maybe I should have been clear in asking. I was trying to work out whether you had a coach or a mentor you work with. I was like, what? I was like, how does that work? And so he put me in touch with this lovely lady, Marika, As soon as we got on a Zoom call, as soon as we got on, I went, that's, that's the person I need to work with. She didn't even speak. I was like, this is it. it this is it. it. Right. And, and why I'm mentioning, why I'm telling the story is I actually did send the email. I sent it because I was so frustrated. I love it when people, when clients of mine say, right, I'm so frustrated. I just need this change. I'm like, good. It's such a good energy to be in because you're so close. You're so close to a breakthrough. And that's what it was for me. Um, I ended up becoming uh, Mariko's affiliate. I ended up becoming her head affiliate because no one brought people to her like I did. Um and I was still working and by the way, I decided not to open the gym because the environment the area where I was going to open it, the people that were in that actual environment were so negative, right? And here yeah. I am learning all this positive information, and it was such a such a conflict. And I thought, I can't do this. I can't work here. And so the company, and I haven't mentioned the story, but the company that um What caused the demise of my my marriage, I I won't tell the the whole story, but just so people get the context, um, in August of 2014, I had a big financial upheaval to a company I was working for. 18 months I'd over-invoiced, not on purpose, but it probably was. And so I owed this big debt. It was $60,000 that I owed. I ended up paying it back in less than a year. It did cause the demise of my marriage. I was with my wife for 12 years. We were pregnant, three to four months pregnant at the time very traumatic but it was the best thing that ever happened in my life or one of the best things other than my son being born that was amazing yeah um, but why I'm telling you that part is that uh, when I when I was like I can't do the gym thing the guys uh, that I was still working for so I, I paid back that debt in less than a year and they were like they're like oh my god I can't believe you've done it while I was working a full-time job, while I was studying, while I was yeah. helping my ex be a stay-at-home mum, like I took ownership and responsibility of some things, but I wasn't yet getting the breakthrough. Anyway, they said, why don't you come and work for us? We need someone to come and work for us. Now, I had started in, uh, I think, end of Jan, start of Feb. And by middle of February, so three or four weeks into working with back with the guys full-time, I um, Mariko says, can you be my head affiliate because you're doing so good? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, this is what I want to do, right? I knew. But I'm like, oh, my God, I've just started here. So there's all this transition happening, right? And anyway, long story short, <laughs> because I was so locked into my goal, I actually did a, a live about this today, which I know you'll like. It's on a Harvard study. Um, I locked into my goal. Right. And I was so like every single day writing out, getting the feeling of how it feels to actually have achieved my goal. And what it does is, you know, it pulls some things to you organically without you even like trying, like, yeah, I didn't know. I, I thought two years time, I'll be ready to be a coach. No, six months time. You'll be ready to be a coach.
0: And in fact, that word ready. We're never ready. Are we? You just do it. So so you, you became a coach and in, in working with Bob Proctor and being one of the top people to sell for him. Talk about, so you, you end up still doing that, but getting into your own coaching. You've obviously had obstacles you've overcome in your life and you've had massive transformations. Talk about how you help your clients now through coaching them. What are, share the three main things that hold them back and how you help them overcome it. So the audience listening can can really see if they're going through those same op- obstacles. Hey, here's what they usually are so they can know, confront it. Those are what they are. But also, hey, how can you attack them and overcome them so you can become the best version of yourself in your case, become Superman? <laughs> uh, that,
1: that's a whole nother story. Um, and it's a good one. Okay, three things. Number one, this is the biggest one. And I actually had it this morning. The biggest one is that most of us are going through life looking at our outside conditions and allowing our outside whatever's going on our friends family work letting that to letting that control what we actually do well brandon you don't understand my work this is the way it's set up and this is the way it operates and this is how much money i earn and you know and my wife she doesn't like me to do this because of that and like the first thing i need to do is take ownership and responsibility. Like we got to go. You know what? Am I going to star in my own movie? Am I going to be Superman in my own movie? This is why. I, this is why I use this idea. I have become my own version of Superman. Is I don't go and save people. I save myself, and I teach people how to become the hero of their own journey, right? As uh, Joseph Campbell would say. And why that's really important is it's it's all in the inner game, right? It's yeah. all in your inner world. Like you've got to start, like until I really, until I got, this is cause and effect. A lot of us are trying to treat the effect. This is number one. Get to the root cause. What's really going on inside? This isn't just for um, getting results in life. This is actually even health. You know, some people have these health conditions and they're trying to treat, put band-aids and things on it. It's what's going on inside. Sometimes it's not even the actual health-ish. It's not the issue. It's something else. Anyway, that's number one. Number two is getting laser focused, getting really laser focused on what it is you want. What do you desire? You know, and I had this discussion as well today. Like someone who's, I want to do this, I want to do that. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It's so overwhelming. We get so confused. Yeah. What happens when we get overwhelmed and confused? I was, <laughs> I was a master. Do nothing. At it. Yeah. Master procrastinator, right? And number three. Number three I would give you, and this is actually one that I know a lot of coaches don't even dig into. I know I'm pretty sure you do. No, I know you do. Like what are you holding on to? What are you holding on to, right? And a lot of us haven't forgiven. Forgiven either people, circumstances, or for me, more importantly, I haven't forgiven myself, Mm -hmm. right? And when we're holding on to those things, it's like a blockage. (laughs) It's like a blockage. And when you let go of it, and when you allow yourself to, to be free of it, not only do you feel good, but you actually start to attract things. The law of attraction really starts to work for you. And, uh, you know, and I'm just going to add one other bit because I just mentioned the law of attraction. But anyone's watched the movie The Secret, I did in 2006, and that's how I had the first breakthrough. And I did, like I was able to achieve this. I used to work in real estate. I um, don't you know if you can see it. I won Residential Salesperson of the Year in 2007. Um, not Not because I was just like, I wasn't the top salesperson as in numbers, but what I was tops at, it just happened to be, and it's not a coincidence, in that market in 2007, just before the GFC the following year, we had a lot of agents. I was in Melbourne. We had a lot of agents actually doing the wrong thing, a lot of agents being unethical. Well, I was known as being really ethical because I came from a concierge background. My whole yeah. my whole um, ethos was helping people. Like I really wanted to make sure that you had a good experience, both seller and buyer. So I really, you know, I merged the two and so I've got known for that. That's why I won that award. But I used the law of attraction. But the one thing I want to tell everyone that <laughs> it's not a missing ingredient, but there is an ingredient that some people forget. And I know you don't. And it's called inspired action. And yeah. it's actually also to add another word to that imperfect inspired action, like just do it. And you're the best yeah. at it.
0: Yeah. I just got to acknowledge you for that because you, you take action and you're, you're, you do things. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to figure it out, but you do it. And I just want to share a quick example. So, so Brett here won a part of my mastermind. He, he, one thing I told him was, Hey, if you create a lot of video content, you're going to see the results. And you started creating daily video content. And I mean, you were creating more content than anybody, which is amazing. And can you share it'd be interesting to hear what was in terms of the opportunities that came to you, maybe in a business standpoint, but also like people that came to you, but also for your own standpoint as a human, what did it do for you creating that a massive amount of video content and posting it out to the world?
1: You know, um, at that point, I didn't have a problem with doing videos. It, I didn't, like I was okay at doing videos, but what it did do is it made me think deeper. It made me think, what are some more topics? What are different yeah. ways that I can do it? Um, <laughs> I was going to pick on myself here. Um, we had one of your expert. uh, one of your experts, um, uh, Speakers, guest speakers came along, Tim's story, and we had to ask a question. And I just fumbled around trying to ask this question. He said, give it to me. Like, you need to give it to me shorter. Like, give it to me shorter. And it was such a good lesson. It was such a good slap in the face because it made me think about videos. Like, I need to make the punchier. I need to not drag it out. I need to get the message really quickly. And I heard another thing, which um, I think might help people if they're doing videos, um, there was a guy. His name's Mr. Beast. He's like YouTube's, you know, top performer, or t- he has the most followers. I think it's five, five and a half million followers, um, and he earns like really good money from his, uh, from his. I was going to say podcast from his YouTube. Anyway, yeah. he was saying when there was a, another platform called Vine, which was like really short snippet, little, mm-hmm. um, kind of like not acting, but it's kind of like little, you know, comedic kind of thing. Anyway, when the people who are top top producers on Vine went to YouTube when it shut down, they became top producers on YouTube. And what was interesting and it made me think about this as well was that the reason they were able to do it is because they could be really punchy and get the message out really quick rather than as a lot of YouTubers do, they say, hey, thanks for stopping by. Make sure to subscribe, hit like, do this, do this. actually stay till the end, an hour, an hour later. Because at the end I'm going to be offering something really special you need to stay by. Whereas these guys are just like giving it to right you. Right to and the thought, point. You know, and his, his, I've been saying this a lot, and I know you've heard me say it, success leaves clues. Yes. Success leaves clues. And, uh, and that was what really gave me the inspiration as well to get really punchier. And, I'm, you know, I'm still improving it.
0: It's, it's so true. I mean, we talk about how you have like three to five seconds to get somebody's attention. And, and so I, I think of uh, Jake and Logan Paul, the, the YouTubers, they started in Vine. And so one thing I'd learned from Jake when I interviewed him is one of his videos has, I think 140 million views and the videos com- compiled of like one to two second clips that are back and back to back because we have such a short attention span that when you can do something where it's quick, 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 it's like, we keep wondering what's going to happen next, which keeps our attention until the end. So as, You figure out for in terms of creating your videos, how can you get people to keep asking what's going to happen next, but also how can you tell stories in a way like you have in your videos that they hear the story, they're engaged in the story, and at the end of the story, there's a takeaway. So how can you communicate with storytelling through your videos? How can you be more to the point? And how can you get your audience wondering what is he going to do or say next? which helps you get more views.
1: 100%. And, you know, and the other the other part to that, and I didn't answer the part about um, what has it done business-wise or what has it done with the connection. Oh, yeah. um, and I'll get that, that one second. I just want to cover on what you're just saying there, which is, you know, you need, to, you need to just practice, not just practice, you need to do it, right? And you need to try different things, like test and measure, test and measure, see what's working even throw things out there which are different because then people go, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. there's some that I've been really hesitant about putting on and they have the most um, engagement because people are going, look, what the hell is this? This is a bit, bit different to what Brett usually does. I don't know if you saw my uh, my, <laughs> my folk music guy that I created from Snapchat. Um, but the other part to it is, yeah, the videos, the doing so much content the amount of people that reach out to me, the amount of people that engage, and new people. Now, this is a part where you're getting new people because the algorithm seems to work in a way where it's actually pushing it out to people who are... You're engaging your
0: audience. You're activating yeah. your audience and you're tapping into new audiences.
1: Yeah, and that's been something that I've really needed because uh, not that my audience is getting stale, but you know, I need some new people who actually haven't seen this because my mission is about in- impacting in excess of a million people to live their version of freedom and success. And the only way I'm going to do that is by getting better, continually yeah. improving, continually growing. Oh, one last thing I want to say, um, unless you have asked me a question, but the one last thing I wanted to mention to everyone is that if you're going to, we mentioned about investing in a coach or a mentor, if you're going to find someone you want to work with, make sure they're doing what they tell you to do. Make yes. sure, If they're telling you this is what you need to be doing, and they did it 10 years ago. Probably not the person you should be working with. Like I'm, I, the thing I'm very proud of about myself, I never tell my clients to do anything that I'm not doing.
0: You're living it. You're being the best version of what you're preaching. Doing now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So.
0: I like that. I like that. that I mean, that's <laughs> why I create a video a day because I need to live up to what I'm preaching, not just telling, you know. Well, you know,
1: even even on that, when I did a ninety challenge with you just recently, you know, you were doing like you didn't just say, hey, go and do these challenges. You're like, I'm going to do the challenge, too.
0: I did the challenge with really, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, that well, that's a thing. Like, I'll tell you from from working with you guys and the, the mastermind it for me, when I told you guys to go do something and saw you doing it, it pushed me to be like, OK, I need to go do it now, too. And my competitive spirit kicked in where I'm like, how can I do it better in my own way? And so that's when you're around these different people and how competitiveness and the power of a mastermind really can help you scale up. And you got to see the experience of what it can do for you.
1: That's oh, huge. It's really huge. Hey, one I love last it. Thing. I said yeah. it last thing, but the one last thing I wanted to share, um, I know you said three things, but there's one, one thing that I know a lot of people miss or, or why people actually end up giving up or end up getting a bit disillusioned about uh, achieving goals, which is no what, no why. Like be really passionate about why you're actually doing something. You know, like for me in the, in the work that I do, I love it so much. I get really excited to talk about this content because it really inspires me and motivates me and because I've seen so many changes that for 40-plus years I wasn't getting. So that's why I'm so freaking excited. I know this stuff is so powerful. So I'm so eager to learn more, like tell me more, tell me more. I'm digging in. and I never, Like I've had so many careers and I've never been this inspired to improve myself and it just happens to be that it's the, the work that's helped me have the change is the work that I get to do. So like anyone yeah. listening, if they haven't figured out, if they're not doing or haven't figured out what they want to do, just ask yourself, like, what do I enjoy doing? What, what would I really love to do? Even if you look at it and you think, I don't know how to get paid for that. I mean, that's in thinking Grow Rich as well. I don't know how I'm going to get paid for that. Don't worry about that. Just make a decision. That's what you're going to do. And then, you know, you, and get like locked that. into it.
0: Yeah. I like you that. Know. So two more things before we go. I, I've enjoyed hearing this from you, your story. And, and I know the audience is going to get value in terms of just looking at what's holding them back, how they can overcome it. The first thing is, I want to hear where people can contact you and be able to work with you, get coaching from you. And the second thing is, I want to hear your best like, advice or motivational quote to leave us with.
1: Uh, I've got one. Um, okay, you can find me. The easiest way is brettdscott.com. Um, there's a form there. You just click on it, send me books into my calendar, and we can have a chat. Um, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. <laughs> I'm on a few different platforms. It's Brett D Scott. The reason the D's in there is because some people don't know whether I'm Scott or Brett, so I wanted to break it up. Um, maybe that's why you've done the T as well.
0: <laughs> and
1: and uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty accessible. You'll see this. You'll
0: see the Superman symbol. Superman.
1: That's how, you, yeah. that's how you can track me down. My business is called Freedom Coaching by me, Brett D. Scott. Um, and my quote that I want to leave you with, it, it took me maybe five or six years to really... Actually, yeah, six years took no, yeah, six years it took me to actually understand what this quote means for me. Now, you may have heard it before. It's Joseph Campbell, one of Joseph Campbell's, uh, top quotes, which is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. I remember thinking, wow, that's such a cool quote, right? Such a cool quote. Did I understand what it meant for me? No. Do I understand what it means to me now? Yes. Do you want to know what it is? I do. Okay. For me, this is a thing that I was not doing. And what does Superman stand for? He stands for truth and justice. One thing I wasn't doing and the big thing that was really tripping me up is I was dishonest with myself, first of all, and then in turn with others, especially my wife. And uh, I found it. You know, I remember, I'm not exaggerating, I remember when I, I was doing... Bob Proctor's program, which I train people in thinking to results. I remember answering this question and I was like, what is this one main paradigm? What is this one main non-productive behavior or action that I'm emitting? And I, it was like the word truth just went bing. And it was like I actually imagined a cave and these glow worms just lit up the cave and then the word truth was in the on the cave wall. Yeah, I, I was like, it. I'm like, am I hallucinating? Like, it was incredible. And I was like, that's what that quote means for you. You've got to be truthful. That was that was what was in the cave for me. I'm not saying that's what's in the cave for your listeners, but there'll be something in your cave. And when you're willing to actually look at it, not just look at it, but actually take it on, and actually this word here, be brave, take it on, head on, go for it. Of course, you're still going to be afraid, and you're still going to be, I don't know if I can say this word, shitting yourself um but you know the things on the other side the things when you actually get through that cave and you come out the other side like my life is so completely different you know every day I'm, I'm like are you serious is this my life are you kidding yeah it's so good
0: I love it I love that message so the message for one go in the cave um so you can find the treasure if you don't go in the cave you'll never know what could be in there and I, I just gotta acknowledge you Brett for you're taking action you're a man of your word you When you say you're going to do something, you do it. You take massive action, which gets results, and you're an amazing coach. So for all my listeners out there, go check out Brett. Go to his website, but also he's got a book coming out, which I'm so excited about. You're going to want to check out. You're going to want to read. And as always, as I end the show, I want you all to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable, because life is too short not to. I'm Brett MC Adams. Have a great day, everyone.